My first day back, I was sitting there and this lady sitting across from me. We have an open floor, floor plan, so I was like, you know, really mm-hmm. in the thick of it. Yeah. And she was talking so loud on the phone. And I no. put my headphones in. Jail. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I can hear every every single one of your conversations. And I feel like I wouldn't want people to hear all of my conversations. No. Welcome to the Corporate Sellouts Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Tori. And we're two self-proclaimed corporate sellouts who are touching base on a weekly cadence to deep dive and double click into the corporate world one episode at a time. We'll hit on all the topics you don't have the bandwidth to explore yourself and help you move the needle on living your best corporate life. Because if you're going to be a sellout, you might as well be a top performer. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. It's another week here at the Corporate Sellouts. Tori, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Um, I had a different week this week. We went into the office and that, it's literally the first time since December that I've been in the office. Yikes. Um, And you're more, you were a lot, you're a lot more pregnant than you were in December. A lot more pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I made a TikTok on the sound that's like, nobody's heard from me for months. I've been yeah. doing better than I ever was from Taylor Swift, obviously. Yes. And I was like, yeah, this is, it's literally my life because going into the office at are, wait, eight months pregnant. Are people like shocked when they see you? Like, do some people not know? Most people know, but yeah. they haven't seen me yeah. below, you know, Zoom yeah. call. And so like, yeah, they're like, whoa, <laughs> you are like really pregnant. I'm like, like yeah. yeah. Correct. Tell me something I don't know. I, yes, I sure am. Um, so it's been an interesting week, but it's it's been a good week. So. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I also went into the office today, only for a half day. That's like as far as I made it. Yeah. Um, but, you know. I mean, when I say I went into the office, I'm not saying 8 to 5. Like, yeah. I went in on Tuesday at like 9.30. I yeah. left around 4. Yeah. And then today... It was like 8.15 that I got there, but I left at 3. Yeah. So is there's still like, a little flexibility. Is that what the people are doing these days? I think so. Okay. Yeah, we're feeling it out. Because, um, like, it's flexible work, and, like, that whole thing is, like, if you leave at 3, if you left at 3 in 2018, people would be like, what on earth? Right. Slacker. But now if someone leaves at 3 in 2023 it's like oh they'll be online when they get home yeah because we're all just flexible over here and we've we've kind of had that culture at the company I work for for a while like you knew that people were working because we've been able to work from home yeah forever yeah um so it it is a little bit more accepted but yeah I agree that post pandemic and post remote work we're all more trusting of each other probably um but I think we can just probably get right into this podcast yeah. because it's literally what we're talking about today. Exactly. Um, obviously, it's top of mind. And the reason that I wanted to look into this is because my company was one of the mm-hmm. few or the, the, many, the many that is um, highly suggesting that people come back into the office. If you want your job. A few days a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of articles about this. If you look at our notes, I have like six articles yeah. linked yeah that's a <laughs> because lot. you can go down so many rabbit holes um I want to start with overall the the kind of key themes and all of that so 73 percent of private sector establishments surveyed in 2022 had little to no telework compared to 60 percent in 2021 so you can see there's this definite shift in the mm-hmm. economy companies are requiring people to come back to work 
the there's a lot of articles like one of them is is this the end of the remote work era <laughs> which is so sad because no, like I like, really don't want to see that how am I gonna garden like how right? am I gonna like hang out with my dogs like I just I don't know I know I can't I god it's like too much of a way of life now I know and like as someone who's launched so many massive scale products like with my company over the past three years it's like let me tell you, mm-hmm. it does not mean working less, yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, <sighs> yeah, we'll get into that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of huge companies that have gotten on this bandwagon, like Walt Disney, Google, Starbucks, uh, most famously Tesla. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll talk about Elon Musk a little bit. Yeah. But they're really setting the precedent and it's like, you know, I think it is a big competitive advantage to have hybrid or flexible work and especially remote work for companies but if these big big name companies where they're going to be competitive no matter what like Mm -hmm. if you're going to work at google you're going to work there because it's google not because they have flexible work exactly yeah so they're kind of setting a big precedent yeah for other tech companies and and that kind of thing yeah um there's obviously different types of hybrid work so like some companies will require you to come in Tuesday, Thursday, Friday or mm-hmm. something like they'll set your days for you. Yeah. Um, some companies are more like come into the office when you can yeah. kind of thing. I think my company was trying to do that for a while. They opened the offices. What was it? I guess technically last year. Yeah. And they're like, come back. Like we're excited to see you. And it was like crickets. No one. Yeah. People were like, <laughs> I'm like, good. Thanks. I'm okay at home. <laughs> So now they're like, okay, really though, you got to come back. Um, And I have to say, I texted Tori and our other friends the other day. I was like, I hate to admit how much I like this. Yeah. There was this buzz in the air, this energy I hadn't had in a while. And I miss that. Mm -hmm. I just like, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. I am distraught about leaving my dog at home. I know. I, and like for context for the group, um, it's like a little sad. I won't, br- I'll brush over it quickly. My boyfriend and I had two dogs. His dog died in an accident like three weeks ago. It was so sad. And it was the worst thing that's ever happened. But he was like the big brother and I've barely left our other dog alone since then. And like, I like have this anxiety about leaving him now. Like, I don't know. Like I, I never thought. I would be one of those people that's like, I'm not ever going back to the office. Like, I kind of missed it, right? Like, I was, like, over here, like, man, those good old days when I worked in New York and, like, we'd all get there and, like, we'd all be there all day and we'd all go to lunch. Like, I missed that vibe so much. But, like, I cannot imagine leaving him at home now. Like, I, Mm -hmm. it's so weird. And I know people have that, like, feeling about, you know, their kids, their dogs, like, their home. Like, we've developed this attachment over the past three years and it's, like, emotionally very challenging like I made it yeah. to 1 p.m today at the office and like my company is very different from Taylor's like it's completely optional to come to the office mm-hmm. um, we have team days on Thursdays that are completely optional there's 80 people on our team maybe 12 people were there today like yeah so optional but yeah. even that 12 it is buzzing and it is fun and it is like nice you know yeah um but after lunch I was like I'm sorry like I have to go back to my dog <laughs> yeah yeah so, and I think that's, like, situational anxiety that will pass with time. It's but, just shifting um, your routine, though. It it's is. like, yeah. I, I always let my dogs out around noon. Yeah. They expect it. And yeah. so when I leave from, like, 9 to 3 even, 
I just feel so bad. Yeah. I'm like, they're not getting their normal time. No. I, mean, I need to figure out like a rover situation or like I don't know. Yeah. Like, a friend who works from home I can drop them off at. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. But the, these are the issues that the people are having. Right. You know? Like right. I don't think I'm alone in wanting and being sad to leave my dog. You know what I mean? And another example, if you're a parent, um, you know, is like your kids' daycare schedules. Yeah. One of our one of my friends who I saw in the office for the first time in forever on Tuesday. He was like, yeah, I got to go because my wife has to go pick up our kid from daycare and our other daughter's at home sleeping. So, like, I need to be there when when she wakes up from her nap and all that. Or during the nap, obviously. (laughs) Um, But those kinds of things, like, you figure out this routine Mm -hmm. working from home that works for you. Mm -hmm. And it's very disruptive to be forced back into an office routine. So... Yeah, we're easing back into it, but um, it'll be interesting to see how this works. Yeah. And I think that gets into some of the potential reasons why companies might do this. Um, There's obviously, you know, this idea of productivity and engagement, but I think one of the... The one of the things on the table is forced attrition. 100%. Um, (laughs) Let's just talk about it because, first of all... Obviously, we're facing some economic downturns right now, and companies are facing cost challenges and mm-hmm. layoffs, and this is a really easy way to encourage people to leave who aren't yeah. completely happy with the company. Yeah, for sure. It's also interesting to me because, like, it costs money to have all these offices. Like, wouldn't it be saving money to let us all work from our houses? Like, you would I, think, yeah. I totally get the forced attrition because people is, like, the greatest cost, to a company, but also, like, all these office costs, like, I don't really understand how it's cheaper to, like, force people to come into the office, but I think the force attrition thing is 100% accurate, um, and that's why, you know, there's this argument that I make, it's like, well, if you force, if you force people to be unhappy, they're gonna leave, Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah. That's the point. That's the point. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, how messed up is that? And, like, I can see companies doing that, um, not just with, like return to work but just like yeah we're like not promoting people right now for probably the next two years we're just not going to promote people it's like okay Mm -hmm. well they're gonna leave and then it's like good that yeah not good but like that the company knows that yes they know you're not happy and Um, let me just say being in hr it's very interesting because those are hr issues that people you know leaders are like we can't promote this person they're gonna leave can we counter offer can we do all these things and if you're in a significant cost challenge like the answer is no. It's yeah. always going to be no, and it's it's just going to be we have to figure out how to do less with less people and like you know or do, do more, more with, less. with less. Oh my yeah. god, I'm gonna like which I'm sure everyone's heard. I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, um, and leaders understand that. Like you know, if you're a senior vice president at a company, you know the financial targets, you know the the bottom line, and you're still like, but what if people leave? <laughs> it's like, yeah. That, that's, that's you know, point. that's kind of the point. Yeah. And I think it, you know, having people in an organization low-key grumbling about being unhappy is way less bad than the optics of splashed over the Wall Street Journal, like large company does 20% exactly. Layoff. You know, if people are just slowly quitting, that doesn't make national news the way Google ele- laying off 11% of their company to make. Yeah. You know, so it's like if they can just like, yeah, it's a crummy experience for employees – but if you can just, like, let them leave on their own terms, like, slowly trickle out, mm-hmm. it's, like, 
I think it's perceived as better optics and maybe it is. Um, and for your stock prices and for yeah. your board of investors. Yeah. Like, you don't have to pay, what's it called? Severance. Yeah, that too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I think that's a very real reason why we're seeing a lot of this right now. Um, one of the stats on that was that 7 in 10 remote employees said they would rather look for a new job than return to an office. And I totally get that. But at the same time, if these big companies are no longer hiring or offering remote work, can you work? Can you find another job? Are you going to go somewhere else in this economy? And that's also the trap that these companies know. Like, I know you were talking, I think it was you, maybe it was someone else, that like attrition is lower than it's ever been because people are scared to leave because of the economy. Exactly. You know? And so it's like this trap. And the companies that are doing these things, that are saying, oh, we're not doing promotions, we're not doing raises, you have to come back to work, they know that you're not going to leave even if you're not happy because mm-hmm. there's nowhere else to go. Right. So this is like the our corporate first, trap again. It's the <laughs> corporate trap. This is our first real economic downturn as working adults because COVID was like a weird thing, but like that was very much like we're all in this together, take the time you need, la la la. Mm-hmm. 2008 was when we were in high school and, or, like, the t- 2008 to 2012 really, yeah. like, crash, you know? Um, and so I'm, like, just really dealing with this, like, oh, like, maybe it isn't all about, like, I deserve more. It's, like, right now I deserve a job and that's yeah. all I can ask for. Exactly. You know? So if yeah. you make me come into the office, I guess I'm going to have to deal with my anxiety of leaving my dog and figure it out, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why companies are probably doing this. Um I think a lot of companies are probably saying come back to the office under the guise of productivity and engagement. You know, you're not going to tell your employees, hey, we want you to leave, so we're going <laughs> to we're gonna make you come back to the no. office. You're going to tell your employees, you know, we see you as more productive when you're working with your colleagues in person, and we want you to have that engagement and collaboration and um, all of that. And so we wanted to look into, like, the truth behind that because – I think it goes both ways. And we do have an episode on this, too, about remote work and can mm-hmm. you really be more, more productive working yes. from home. And our take on that was, was yes, you can and be You can be productive. more productive. And that flexible work is really the best solution mm-hmm. for everyone. Um, but I think, so one of the quotes I have is Elon Musk. He said that COVID, quote, tricked people into thinking that you don't actually need to work hard. And they should pretend to work somewhere else. <laughs> and he, this, this was like when he was just going feral on Twitter. Oh my god! <laughs> like, just absolute chaos. And I feel like we haven't heard a lot from no, Elon these like, days. Where is, what's Elon up what's to? What's he up to? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. At least he hasn't um, announced like a candidacy for president or something. No, literally. But <laughs> have you heard? This is so off topic. The rumors that Amber Heard's child is Elon Musk's. I thought that was true. Or I thought that. Is, oh, is it, like, true, true? I don't know. I thought it's like unconfirmed. they had a child. It's unconfirmed for sure. Oh, maybe but, I just had my facts oh. wrong. <laughs> but, okay, so maybe people do know that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wait, no, but, but who was Elon's child that was, like, X-E whatever? Oh, that was Grimes. Oh, Grimes. Yeah. I thought that was with Am- Okay, no. never mind. But, yeah, she has this, like, daughter. It's, like, uh, father is ambiguous, and apparently father is Elon Musk. And, Interesting. Yeah. 
Anyways, Elon, um, I have negative feelings about him. Yeah, so. I'm kind of glad I haven't heard about Elon these yeah, days. Yeah, he's uh, hopefully he's like just being quiet over there. Like with his, honestly, I think his lips are zipped now that he like shattered Twitter and like <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like yeah, because like I think he just had the audacity and yeah, the he fucked around and he found he out. Found out, <laughs> yeah. It's like so. And nobody was really that surprised that it just completely no. went underwater. No, all of the all of the um like, what's the word? What what is the type of man I'm trying? The Elon followers, they were oh. all surprised slash in denial that anything is even wrong. But the same you ones know. that are on like Joe Rogan podcast, literally and that the, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my Ugh. god. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that tangent. Um, economists say that. That actually working from home did not make people less productive. This was in the same article as the Elon one, so I thought that was a funny anecdote. Yes. Um, working from home actually made people more productive, but the only constraint was when workers had children at home that they were also attending to. Yes. Because you're literally doing two jobs. No, literally. And, like, like obviously. that is, I would call that abnormal. Like, either the child is sick or your childcare fell through. Mm-hmm. That is not, like, a parent who's like, well this is how it is. Like, I'm just working yeah. with a kid at home. Like, that's not... I hope not. I hope not. Like, dear God. Like, oh my gosh. I yeah. can't imagine. But I was. I guess my point is that's an outlier. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. A <laughs> um, couple reasons for that because... So why you can be more productive at home is because you're spending less time commuting and you're spending more time actually working. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not commuting, you're spending more time with your family and you are happier and happy people are more productive. Yeah. And, and happy people don't kill their husbands. Exactly. They just don't. <laughs> they just don't. <laughs> um, and all of that leads to productivity. And so, yes. yeah, I think you can't just blanket statement that people working from home aren't working. Yeah. And say that it's more productive in the office. Because it's not always. No. And, like, the the conversations and the rabbit holes and the long walks to go re- refill my water today like oh my god so many long walks like it was, I was just, like oh, yeah I'm I mean, out of breath yeah. <laughs> for real our, yeah our cafeteria is in the basement and I oh. work on the second floor I could take the elevator but I'm really trying to like yeah, get, your get steps, steps in, in yeah. you know I am so winded by the time I come upstairs <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, it's so embarrassing. I'm, I'm trying not to. No, like... <laughs> I mean, no. Everybody's gonna be like, yeah. "Why is the very pregnant woman out of breath?" What? <laughs> like, I think that's normal. Everyone understands, <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah, but it's still like you know, probably drawing attention. But... Yeah, but it it all that to say, it does take a lot more time than just walking to my kitchen. Exactly. So. I just like categorically do not. I, no, I know that working at the office for me, probably because I'm such an extrovert and I'll talk to a wall, yeah. like, it's just not more productive. It's just not. Yeah. Like, I work in the suburbs. I live in the suburbs. I have to commute in. Like, But then there's people like my boyfriend loves working from the office, hates being at home. He's an introvert, which is very interesting. It is. He loves the half hour drive from the suburbs. He uses it to clear his head, listen to an audiobook. So like, you know, I guess mm-hmm. it takes all types, but like that is like well, he like, probably likes it because he doesn't get distracted by other people yeah as easily it's like they're all engineers and they don't talk yeah and they're just like do what I, you know yeah like, but because my first day back i was sitting there and this lady sitting across from me so nice met her for the first time we have an open floor, floor plan so i was like you know really mm-hmm. in the thick of it yeah and she was talking so loud on the phone and i no. put my headphones in jail yeah i'm like oh my god like i can hear every 
every single one of your conversations. And I feel like I wouldn't want people to hear all of my conversations. No. I don't know. I'm also in HR. So a lot of them are yeah, confidential. Yeah, you can't like that. But she was like getting heated on these calls. And I'm like, how are you just doing this in front of a bunch of people? <laughs> like, I'm so confused. Oh my God. That's like so like secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Like, oh, I do not like that. I know. But anyway, especially I think for neurodivergent individuals who, mm-hmm. you know, I have ADHD. I feel like other people, it, autism, ADHD, like you respond to different stimuli differently yes. and you can get overstimulated very easily. Yes. And there's a lot of stimula- stimulation in the office for sure. Yeah, for so, sure. It's not always productive for no. people, all that to say. Um, also, Adam Grant is a – he's an organizational psychologist. Love him. Love him. Follow him on Instagram or LinkedIn if you haven't yet. Like, he just has great little nuggets of information. And he has an awesome book called – oh, gosh. Don't – never mind. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> I will find out. Um, he tweeted – or he actually – not tweeted. He put it on LinkedIn today that I saw. Um, data shows that when colleagues sit nearby – we get more feedback from individuals, which boosts learning and retention among junior people, but it reduces pr- productivity for senior people. So, like, if you're Gen Z, you're new to the office, new to the corporate environment, sitting with other people is really productive because yeah. you do get more feedback and you just learn from other people. You and can ask like, questions, you know. You're such a sponge, you know. Like, right. It's like, and this is why, like, we talked about this. I don't know what episode we talked about this on, but, like, I think it's important for interns to be, like, for, if you have a 10-week internship and you move to New York City for the summer, like, you best be in that office Yeah, day, yeah, You absolutely. know, like, and uh, if you're going to, like, having an intern as a manager is a huge privilege, and it's very helpful because there's always tasks and projects that interns can be doing, um, and you better be in the office every day, too. If yeah. If you get the privilege of having an intern, like, so this makes complete sense to me because when you're, like, learning so much and you need constant, like, feedback and question answering that makes sense but when you are doing like really high level like strategy work that requires like thinking or speaking only with specific people like Mm -hmm. it makes sense that it wouldn't be as productive yeah oh his book is called think again okay i just remembered so look that up okay um yeah the thing i didn't think about was how it could reduce productivity for more senior employees because and i've i'm there now at in at Mm -hmm. this point in my career where i feel like people coming to me with questions like yes. interns or first yes. year whatever and it's like oh my god again like you yeah. have a question on this yeah and I'm so happy to help I really exactly. am but sometimes it's like it pulls you out of something you're working on and you have to go you know help them resolve the issue that's it would take you five minutes to do but you want to teach them the right way and all exactly. of that and so I could see how for more senior employees it, it does get a little bit less productive yeah, yeah. which is interesting um, and then overall employee engagement. So these days, most employees do generally expect and prefer a remote or hybrid working environment. And I think it's <laughs> when we're talking about just hybrid work environments, it is an advantage to have mm-hmm. a hybrid work environment. But I think the caveat to that is that it has to be a flexible hybrid environment, yes. not like a these are your days. Exactly. Eight to five. I was, I've just, God, I've just been thinking so much lately just like about the freaking dog situation. And like, if I could go to the office and my boyfriend could go to the office, we're on a week by week basis. We plan out like if he has to be in the office three days a week and I have to be in two, it's like, okay, well 
you do Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week because you have that important meeting and I'll do Tuesday, Thursday because of this reason. Like that is the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's how most people are doing it. I think they're saying like your team is coming in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And that's that on that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So if there was like a way that we could come into the office, see whoever is there, like, you know, five days a week, you have a 20% chance of any other person being in or whatever, like that... I would do that. Yeah. You know? 100%. Um, but it, I don't know. Yeah. It's not always like that. No, it's not. And that also comes back to, I have on here, <laughs> potential reasons why and control is one of them. Yeah. And it really is like, yeah, we don't know what you're doing at home. Nope. We want to see you in the office because yeah. we want to know that you're working. Yeah. Elon Musk, for example. Yeah. Um, but like, when I'm goofing off in the corner, I'm always on my laptop. I'm like, you can do a lot on your laptop that's not work. Oh, like, yeah. So you can watch me all you want. Like, yeah. I will still meet all my targets and I will still have a Sephora tab open. And like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, exactly. you know, yeah. like either I'm walking 10 minutes to the football field away to get water or I'm folding a basket of laundry really quickly. Like, does it I matter? Know. I just think it nets even if not more. But again, like that's. It's so personal. I just don't think that, like, creating these sweeping mandates mm-hmm. is going to accomplish anything. Yeah. Um, or, like, the two days I've been in the office, I've taken lunch with other people for an hour. Yeah. If I take lunch by myself for an hour at home, I can get so much done at home. Yeah. Like, is it is it less productive because I'm not talking to people? Like, we yeah. literally didn't talk about work the entire time. Yeah, that's nice. So, we did talk about work today at lunch, yeah. but it's fine. Sometimes that's nice, too, but... <laughs> that's how they get you. It's nice. Like, I, we're at my house right now. Like, Taylor, you have not gone into my living room, but, like, I, my suitcase from our trip to Arizona is, like, just all over the floor. Yeah. Like, yep. shoes, cap and gown, like, strewn about. Like, because I was at the office. I didn't have... I could be have... Like, in little two-minute increments, like, pick certain things up and put them away. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I forget, And I forget that's how I used to live every day. Like, I, I would just... And my house would kind of stay cleaner because I wasn't there all the time. But... That's true. I don't know. It's just... It's interesting. Yeah. I, I think I'll have more to report from yes. an anecdotal perspective in, like, four weeks yes, or something. Yes, I'm curious, um, like, how it's going to shape up to be for you. Yeah. Um, I think if I wasn't pregnant, I'd be a lot more excited about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> because um, today I was sitting on a call for an hour and my back hurt so bad. And mm. usually I would like get up or I don't know, yeah. whatever. And that kind of down. thing, it's like, oh yeah, I do have kind of some handicaps right now. <laughs> no, you have like little medical needs that yeah. most of us don't have right now. And like I would go bounce on my little exercise ball for a yeah. little bit. And I don't have that at work. Yeah. First world problems, but. <laughs> oh, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> but actually. Okay. Um, yeah, well, so, and I think, like, I remember when we did an episode a long time ago about remote work, we came to the same conclusion that Mm -hmm. is, like, hybrid is best, and flexible hybrid is the best of that. Yeah. You know, like, being able to come into an office where you can collaborate, where you can eat food, where you can, like, see people to the extent that you want to, that's the best. Maybe having optional team days, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um... And it's the best for marginalized groups. Yeah. You know? Um, 100%. So, uh, actually, I don't think that's changed. This study that Adam Grant was referencing, it was about engineers. And it showed that when engineers had a couple days in the office where they were collaborating in person, they received more feedback on their offline days, too. Or not offline, but out of the office mm-hmm. days. Um, 
and that actually benefited younger employees and women more. Interesting. Yeah. Because it was just, like, there's enough relationship building going yep. on in the days that they're there that, like, carries over to, like, being able to have, like, feedback conversations. Yeah. That's so interesting. So, I believe that. Yeah. There's definitely <laughs> some some benefits to it. Yeah. Um, So I think we'll see. I, I feel like this whole, like, the past couple years have been such an experiment. Oh, yeah. And such a social study of, like, yes. how do we respond to remote yeah. work? to flexible work to bringing people people back in like yeah and I think like more and more data will be coming out as these studies get like peer-reviewed and published of like the actual productivity metrics you know Mm -hmm. um and that'll be able to inform decision making in the future right now it's like all been such a cluster like for the past three years (laughs) just like you know so um we're all human guinea pigs right now exactly and I remember our CEO saying that like when he sent us all home like for March 2020 it's like, you know, this is like a forced experiment and we're going to do our very best to set it up in that way that we can like take learnings from this, you know? Um, so, oh, there's a dog barking. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's, that's that on that yeah. to wrap it all up, but it will be interesting. Godspeed to my fellow in-office soldiers. Yeah, for real. Good luck, y'all. I don't envy you, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and I'll be here at my house. <laughs> but uh, Love it. For the time being. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, any sellout celebrations this week? Um, Not really. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Celebrating, I guess, first week back in the office a couple days. Uh, I don't know if that's a celebration, <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. What's the word? We need to have a segment that's like sellout. Rants. Sadness. Sadness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, sadness. like, I don't know. Let's like, end it on a bad note. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can start with, start with sell. I don't know. Or maybe that's just like a bad idea. Start. But. I mean, there's got to be some ranting out there. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. You can find us at Corporate Sellouts Podcast on Instagram. Send us an email to be featured on any episode. It's Corporate Sellouts Podcast at gmail.com. And I'm on TikTok at Taylor in HR. And I'm at Corporate Girl Tori. Yeah. So we will see you next week. Yep. Have a great week, everyone.